Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Into the happy hour we roll. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. National League West. May, may not have got a little tougher. Robbie Ray enters the fold as a giant in a trade from the Mariners. On the way back, Mitch Hanniger and DiScafani go back for uh, from the Giants to the Mariners. And so you have that piece there. Michael Brantley, who was a, a, a target, or at least Chris and I's target. I don't know if it was an actual target, but uh, he has decided to call it quits. Five-time All-Star. Said it's time to now spend more time with his, his family and not miss any more milestone moments. So he'll walk off into the sunset with, a, I think, a tremendous uh, career he was able to put together. Uh, he's off the board. We talked about it yesterday. Running out of options, Tony. Scraper's going to be in the panic mode anytime now. Harrison Bader. Too late. You're oh. already in panic mode? You didn't say you're in panic mode last week, but I mean, no, because the bullpen is coming cold. together. I know, but there's no outfield. I mean, somebody's going to hit the ball. Me. Somebody's going to hit the ball over the head of the infielders. We're going to have to have some, you know, guys out there to retrieve. Well, it. Fernando can play all three positions. Nah, we know he's that, that good. So. Yes. He definitely is that so good. So good. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, Padres still in the mix to do some things. Well, we got a few, you know, about a month and some change left before. Pitchers and catchers report. Blake Snell, former Padre. Some thought that he might have been playing video games on the big screen in the Fenway <laughs> yesterday. A little Fortnite action. He just simply replied, standing on business. Yes. Uh, but the Yankees are actually uh, said to be interested in the, the left-handed Cy Young, two-time Cy Young Award winner. I, I got to admit, I don't I, – I don't – Although Blake could pro- can pitch anywhere, I have a hard time seeing him in in Yankee pinstripe. But then it again, doesn't seem like a picture that fits. It, I must it, say it doesn't. Just you know. Now I was coming in today listening to Annie Nelson, and they were talking about this very thing, and they were kind of discussing whether or not Blake's built for the New York media, the New York fan base, and I was thinking like. I don't think Blake Snell gets too rattled by what people so say because we asked him a couple years ago, like, what do you do when someone tries to heckle you? And he says he only really cares about what the people say about him that he knows. Like, he actually yeah, knows, no, not the people Blake that are Blake is the really good about that. Like, whether he's pitching good, whether he's pitching bad, you're going to get the same guy. Now, under the the heat of a, of a New York Yankee fan base, could that change? Yeah, possibly, but... 
I don't think that is where I see the uh, it not fitting is in terms of him being able to deal with you know, whatever comes with. I think he's more than capable of doing I just don't see him as a Yankee. I mean, he's not a facial hair guy, so I don't think that'll be a problem. He's pretty clean cut. Um, I, I just don't see it. But then again, if that bag is big enough, it won't matter what uh, what team is actually offering that bag. So we'll see. I, I think it's absurd to think that Blake Snell wouldn't be able to make it work in New York City. Yeah, I, I, He doesn't seem to... I, uh, for lack of a better way of saying this, Blake Snell doesn't really seem to care at all what's going on around him in any way, any sense of the word. I mean, I agree. Blake, what's going on? Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just he's... very relaxed. And I don't mean to insinuate anything other than the fact that he just he's, he's so confident in himself and so concerned with what he's doing. He's also honest with himself. I yeah, mean, I don't it... think that uh, I think it's ridiculous to say that he wouldn't be able to compete there outside of last year where he pretty much i mean you can maybe discount the month of april but from may on he was cy young right yeah previous two years the first half of each season he struggled immensely and he stayed he was always one that was in his locker to answer questions after bad after bad after bad after bad after bad start um and he never really wavered and was able to kind of Right to ship in the second half in both seasons. And then last year he put it together for for a full season. So I, I don't think any of that's going to bother. Not to mention, he pitched in the American League East for, for quite some time. It seems Going, to me there was probably some big true. games between Tampa Bay there and the Yankees absolutely. when he was pitching there. Absolutely. So And they were in New York. I I don't know. That that whole notion it kind of bugs. I guess there's been a few players over the years that have gone to New York and haven't been able to compete on that stage. Have struggled. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty small percentage of guys. Yeah, I wouldn't I put agree. Blake Snell in it. Uh, right now, that UConn Butler game going on as we speak. It's actually a, a close one. Um, UConn up four against. Uh, did I say Gonzaga? No, I said Butler. Butler. Right? Yeah. Um, what else we got? Tua Tonga Viola. His brother actually is in the in Tal- the porter. Tal- I don't know Talia? how to say his first name. Tal- Talia? Talia? I don't know. Chris, do you know? We're not very good at names this week. No. Let's just be <laughs> this, honest. This week? Well, I just know him as two his brother. Speaking for myself, I, I'm not good at names a lot. This week has been especially tough. Yeah. Uh, With Mr. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to to see to like meet some of the new players the Padres have, for sure. Apparently, uh, ESPN issued an apology today. To who? Did you hear this? Uh, for the false comments that New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers made earlier this week about late-night oh. show host Jimmy Kimmel. Through ESPN Vice President of Digital Production Mike Foss, the network called the comments that Rodgers made a dumb and factually inaccurate joke. Dang. It never should have happened. We all realized that in the moment. Um, as far as the uh, Pat Uh-oh. McAfee show is concerned, uh, apparently uh, ESPN, despite the apology, says Rogers will appear on that show next Tuesday. So. Now that's that. I don't even know if Pat McAfee is going to make it because he's like talking trash on the well, air about I think executives. Pat, you got to remember who brought Pat McAfee in the the, the head big dog for Disney. Uh, I think oh, his last Bob name Iger. Is, Iger brought yeah. him in. Yeah, he's got friends in high places, so. 
You know, I'm just saying. That, Do we want to hear what he had to say on his show today? Pat I think McAfee? we should. I All think right. we should. Because uh, Pat, what I'm realizing is he has no filter, but it, it, it's like it's a true no filter. Like he is going to call balls and strikes as he sees it, even if it's his own company. Yeah, here he is. Anyways, we're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy who is attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100% sure. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong. And then it sets a narrative of what our show is. And then are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? I don't know. Ooh, call him yeah. a rat. Yowzers. See, ooh, yeah, that's call a, him a rat. That's uh that's a, that's, that's big. That is huge. That's, 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 I mean, Jamel Hill tweeted out to uh, Pat McAfee's uh, statement about this Norby Williamson guy. She said, I can relate. Yes, she did. She used to work at ESPN. It's not just her. I think Dan Lebitard said yeah, something as well. Yeah, he had a big up with them, too. What I gather from from people that leave ESPN is that ESPN is just like every other company. Yes. They're going to spit. There's, they're going to eat you up and spit you out. There's different tentacles inside the uh, organization yep. that feel differently. Yep. And if they don't feel differently, they, they do their little behind-the-back type things to kind of... Pat McAfee must feel he's got some people in high places to be able to make uh, that statement. He's got Bob Iger, which Bob is all Iger you need. Is all you need. That guy is... Uh, he, remember, he retired, and then they brought him back because things weren't going as well as they thought it That's was true. to go. And so, and in, if I'm not mistaken, Bob Iger brought, introduced Pat McAfee personally to ESPN. Like... He brought him in himself. Well, thank you, Bob. So <laughs> couldn't live without. Pat I did McAfee. love the. I did love the humble, humble brag. Well, there's never been as many people as watching the show right this moment, um, but it, it, that is entertaining. It is entertaining. But I always think, like, what's the what's what's the result from this? Well, here's the deal. Like, as it when when a when a company like Disney slash ESPN takes. On somebody like Pat McAfee, they understand that there is risk. That's part of the reason why they're bringing him in is because he he kind of toes that line. And sometimes that means you're going to get caught up in the crossfire yourself. Yeah, but in this case, Pat McAfee he didn't, didn't really do anything. Do anything. No, he just, right? it was his guest that did yeah. something. Yeah, that's a good point. So, all right, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel has not commented, has he, beyond his original, original tweet, which was, you know, I planned which, to which tear me. you up. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, if Jimmy gets quiet... You know, you know Jimmy are... Kimmel they, still may have something to say about you know, all this. I understand what Aaron Rodgers said is very bad and damaging, but someone did bring up on Twitter that I think is a pretty good point, that Jimmy Kimmel wasn't above board when he was on the man show and when he was when he was you know coming up through radio. What does that got to do with being called a pedophile on I know. national TV? I know, but what I'm saying is maybe... Girls Jim- jumping on trampolines, not the same. <laughs> There's there's more than that. I mean, there was bits that I was watching, and I'm like, wow, they cannot believe they did this on TV, just watching it from a 2024 perspective. I mean, it was on TV. So, I mean, clearly at that particular... But it was on Comedy Central at, at like, night, which is so, basically... At that particular time in our society, there were things that were acceptable. Oh, yeah. That are no longer acceptable. Oh, yeah. Don't think uh, what he's accused of, uh, Jimmy Kimmel... 
was it has ever been acceptable. No, no. So, yeah, I mean, you can't call someone a pedophile. I, 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 and just I think like, we're playing in like different different playgrounds here uh, in terms of that. I think Aaron Rodgers loves it though. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> he, he loves this. I have no. Doubt. Everybody's talking about him once again. He loves this, really. I don't yeah. know what that, kind I, of person would love the fact because we incorrectly called another person a pedophile. I don't think he's going to love it when he gets a lawsuit slapped against him. But I think that he loves. And I'm speaking as I don't even know him at all, never met him. But I think that he loves that people are talking about him. I don't think it has anything to do with people talking about it. I think it has more to do with him just not conforming to what he believes everybody else is. And he gets to stand on that. And him and Pat, they got a good rapport. It's, we talked about it. Pat, that is a, a great gift to the Pat McAfee show right there. And he has cultivated that relationship and we all get to benefit from it, apparently. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> we don't have true. to benefit from it. <laughs> we don't. I've but, still yet to watch one minute of the Pat McAfee show, and I don't plan on it anytime soon. You know, Tony, Tony, Tony said, too old. Tony said he came around on it, so I thought I would give it another chance. Because I, 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 I watched Pat McAfee when he first started, and I was not a fan of that. I will say. The new show is not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It, it's an it's an easy listen. You laugh. I didn't I didn't listen to Pat McAfee before he became the ESPN, so it could have been totally different. But from what I've seen, is actually pretty entertaining. All right, let's. AJ let's, Hawk's pretty funny too. AJ Hawk is pretty. Funny. I, I tell I tell you guys a story all the time about AJ Hawk played for the Green Bay Packers when I was playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he came to hit BP one oh, day. Yeah. And I was watching my man just get sawed off at BP fastballs, but he was so strong he was still hitting this ball like I mean his thumbs had to be on the on the ground, <laughs> but he was still hitting balls like off the wall, just strong man swinging. It was quite hilarious. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, we got ourselves a countdown. What's our countdown today? <laughs> it's going to be our top five things we want to see happen in sports in twenty twenty four. Word up. Or Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Going to grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, what you got, uh, Scrape? Or do you want me to give the topic? Well, it was kind of your idea, so... All right, top five things we're looking forward to in sports in the uh, year 2024. They can be things that are scheduled or things that we are hoping will happen or predicting will happen. Yes. So, uh... Number five. Let's start with the former two-sports star at San Diego State, Tony Gwynn Jr. Mm. Nearly a two-sports star at San Diego State. (laughs) Information we learned earlier this week. Number five on my list will be headed to Korea. Going to Korea. That is... uh, That's rubbing a little salt in the wounds of you, Scrape. Sorry, Scrape. Scrape wants to go so badly and he's not going. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I am um, first time to Korea. Um, and first time, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you, know, you never know. Maybe That's I got there. You did go to Australia, right? So. Exactly. Now, I've never been to Korea, looking forward to that. Um, and look at you know, I'll save this for, for number four, but yeah, uh, Korea's first on the list. All Do right, you know I'll, how long the flight is? Have I don't, you checked I, into I that? I don't really want to know because I know I was gonna it's, say. it's long. I, I, I would think if that Australia was as long as it was. A... I'm sure Korea is. I don't be. think it's as long as Australia. I think oh, it might think be it like is. 14 hours or something. Yeah, well, Australia's 13. Australia is like no, 16. I think I thought it was like 18. I think it was 16. Well, it's high time I look it up. Just I'm to... looking it up too. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Flight time from San Diego. Oh, nonstop to Korea. No, well, you can't go from say, L.A. to Korea is 13 hours and 20 minutes, 13 hours, 50 minutes. So. San Diego to Seoul, South Korea, according to this, 12 hours, 39 minutes, Tony. There's a nonstop from here to Korea? I don't know. It just said 12 hours, 39 minutes. Travelmath.com. Bam. Came up with that. Wow, How far you. is it with Australia? Just so I can see if my the 16 comparison. were right. Let me... San Diego to oh, Sydney. He's got traveltimes.com. Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, Melbourne. Well, that's different. Melbourne, Melbourne. Australia. Melbourne. That's looking like... Uh, whoa. What the... Whoa. Hang on. 1623. Wow. So you're in, you're in shape. Nice you job. You got that done. All right. My number five... Yes. ...is uh, we had Charlie Hoffman on today. He... Made me look forward to golf, trying to figure it out some point during this year, and I hope it happens in 2024. Good golf year. Good golf year. Like, figuring out how they're going to move forward. All right. Uh, That's kind of general. Just watching golf. Just excited about that. Just making (laughs) golf work. Well, I didn't understand your (laughs) response. Their PJ Tour and Liv is fractured right now. I'm looking for them to come yeah, together and get get on with it. Okay. And okay. You're going to understand this one, Scrape. Number five for me, looking forward to the 49ers being knocked out of the NFL. Get out of here! <laughs> I don't care when and where and how and by who, but the day it happens will be a happy day for me. If it doesn't happen, then I'll just have to wear it. But in the meantime, I can root for it. 
All right. And that's, you know, what's funny is people are going to think that's just mean to Scraby. No, that's how much I really have always disliked that team. Yeah, that's fair. Scraby just made me remember it. That's all. <laughs> he was a constant reminder. <laughs> you know, yes, someone yes. reminded me that our last segment that we recorded for 2023 was our, our New Year's resolutions, and one of mine was to be nicer yes, to Chris. Chris yes. And I don't think I've been doing it. <laughs> four. Nobody expected you to keep yeah, that I don't, up I don't think January anybody, We knew exactly what it was, which was a fake New Year's resolution. Yeah. Uh, number four on my list is that first matchup between the Doyers mm. and the Padres uh-huh. out yeah. in Seoul. I think mm-hmm. that is uh, good. I mean, it, you you don't have any measuring stick games in on March 21st or whatever it is, but um, I am interested to see with the Padres how they match up against uh, what everybody is saying is the vaunted Dodgers. Vaunted Get them for Dodgers. two games in Korea. Yeah. Two of them boys. Dan on the stream says... Hey, that's something we go over there for two games and then come come right yeah, back. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, looking forward to Dodgers going 162-0, and 0, losing in the first round of the playoffs. That would be <laughs> epic. <laughs> All right, my that number four... That would be four. rather epic if they went 162-0, I must say. That would be pretty impressive, regardless of what happened. Uh, my number four is... The Summer Olympics in Paris. Oh, Paris. You know what? Those. That means... We will get to hear from our guy, <laughs> IOC chairman, or one of the guys, Dick yes. Pound. Richard Mr. Pound. Mr. Pound. That is a real name, and he is really a part of the IOC. But I am looking forward to the Summer Olympics in Paris. Good one. Thank you. Number four for me, I'm already looking ahead to September and October when the Dolphins will fly out of the gate 7-8-0 or eight and oh and be <laughs> destined for the Super Bowl. <laughs> What about the second half of the season? I that's after I've I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's every year. Yeah. I mean it's every yeah. year. I remember when they beat Denver this year, seventy to fourteen, and people were like, "Oh my goodness, this is going to be the greatest." It's ah. like the greatest show on yeah, grass. I've been there too many times. Yeah, too many times. I had it. What was my number? Oh yes, number three on my list: a Lakers title. A Lakers title. Yes, championship. Not a playing title. Not a playing title. Who wants to tell him, Chris? That what? The Lakers aren't even 500? Yes. Oh. I just mentioned it. (laughs) They don't even have a team. Uh, Yeah. You're right. Lakers, title, take the lead above the Celtics. Let's put it this way. The Lakers are doing better this year at this point than they were were last last year at this point, and they got to the final four of teams last year. Yes, they are. I should probably be quiet. I should probably be quiet. All right, my number three is I want to see the Padres go back to the playoffs this year. Our lives were so much more fun when they went to the playoffs in 2022 and they went to the ALCS and everybody in San Diego loved each other and we were nice to each other. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to that kind of uh, baseball season. Chris? Uh, number three for me is just March Madness. It's yes. my, pretty much my favorite event every year. And uh, it's especially you know good right now, given the Aztecs will head into their... I, honestly, I feel playing with house money, you know, yep. coming off a... Run of the championship game last year. They might even, you know, they might even get a mention from the national media when the tournament starts this year. But, uh, man, March Madness last year was so good. Obviously, the greatest runs in uh, San Diego history. So I'm looking forward to March Madness again. You know what I uh, came across yesterday was a highlight of Hassan Kim hitting a home run against the Diamondbacks on April 3rd. 
and it was that game where David Dahl and Hassan Kim went back to back to win it. And I totally forgot this, but someone reminded me that was the same night as the national championship. So that home run really got Padres fans going because it wasn't as it was a bad, it was a, it was a rough it was a rough uh, until that last inning. <laughs> rough couple hours before that. It inning. was it was. Um, um, wait, is it okay? Number two. Is it my turn? Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two for me, Chris just kind of took it, but it's another San Diego State deep run into the postseason. That would be something. It would be. Like, honestly, even if they don't get to a national championship, a, a deep run again, I think also continues to solidify where this program is. You know, making another run to the Final Four, you wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. No. Would you go this time? I very well might. Where's it at this year? Do we know where the final four up? Let's 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 Chris, look it up. Okay, yeah, let's look it up. Chris, uh, would you? Yeah, uh, I spent most of this year regretting bad that I didn't go. Yeah, I really wish I had gone. So well, I would I'm like trying to try to, to see to where time. it's going to be at Phoenix. Oh, April sixth through hey. Yeah. Gotta I can, still I can save do up Phoenix. money for the tickets, but I, no, I, it's not. It's in Dallas. Uh, what is this? What? It, it How'd says, you guys Don't come up with the twenty twenty four? Final Four in Phoenix. I got it right here. Oh, I'm okay. I trust you. Wait, no, no, are we no, sure? No, we're Men's, not sure. Men's, women's. We're not sure, so don't oh, no. don't hold me to that. All right. No, I, wait. Oh, my God. All right, <laughs> I'm going to really have to step right, right now. now. Yes, no, it's on the NCAA actual website. Glendale, Arizona. Three okay. days ago. That, that would be Wow, they're going to be. Oh, yeah, they're probably going to be playing in the Cardinal Stadium. April 6th. Championship game, eight. April 8th. Yeah, Phoenix State Farm Stadium. Very right. I can do that. Good stuff. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, Phoenix is not too far. Oh, no. Wait, when are they? April? What, is they, what does it say on the schedule? Where are we at? April 6th through 8th. Yes. Oh, come on. Where are we at? You're in San Francisco. Well, he could get a cough. Oh, come on. He could get a cough, you said? <laughs> He's going to call in sick and fly to Phoenix? <laughs> See me standing there with my jersey? Although I must say, one of the highlight moments of the entire year last year was seeing the highlight of you celebrating Lamont Butler's shot in the press box on ESPN that That was night. cool. That, that, that was cool. awesome. I want to be in the building this time doing that. Yeah, it would be yeah. better. Uh, all right, my number two would be a Fernando Tatis MVP season incoming. I think uh, he's got the world in his hands, guys. And I think he's going he's to really, really world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole Okay, that's enough. World. Let's go. Finish your stuff. Finish your uh, Chris is up now. Okay. Crisello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Barry Manilow. <laughs> Continuing. Um, I had the same thing. Uh, number two, oh. Fernando makes an MVP run. Wow. I, I think it's certainly well within his reach. It's not impossible to imagine him uh, hitting the ground running this year and just steamrolling. Not, I mean, to call him to win the MVP might be, you know, that's a lot. But I, I think for him to be in the conversation is something we can almost expect this year. That was my prediction last year. It was. That he would. He's going to have a, he's going to have a, like a. Get reacclimated year and then boom, Ronald Acuna. Year oh, two is what would, I said. That would be incredible. Acuna's <laughs> going down. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, I'm gonna number one take my number one a different direction. Mm. A little more personal for me. Come June, I believe it is 15th. My daughter will become eligible to actually have conversations with some of these schools that are nice. interested. And so I'm looking forward to that time right there. 
because I think she's going to have some interest, and I think it's going to be an exciting time for her. So that I'm going with that as my number one. It's kind of scary, too. It is kind of scary, especially oh. for her parents. Being recruited, <laughs> huh? <laughs> my number one, obviously. How many, real quick, how many teams can recruit? I mean, how many schools can she be? Is there a, isn't there a number of visits you can go on? There's a number of visits you can go okay. on. Official visits. I'm not right. sure what the number is, but right. that is true. I don't, That's exciting. Yeah, for sure. My number one. Bang, bang, Niner guy. The, the Niners have been to the uh, NFC Championship three out of the last four seasons, and they have not made it to the, or they have not won a Super Bowl. They made it to the Super Bowl once, but I'm really looking forward to this year being their year. They're gonna, they're gonna, that's, that record's gonna be. Let's put it this year. way: your number one and my number five cannot both happen. No, they no, cannot. That's why it's my number one. Uh, number one for me. I'm looking forward to next year the college football playoff. Ah, 12, 12 teams. teams. Uh, hopefully the games are as good as they uh, these two were this year, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. I'm sure there'll end up being some controversy. The 13th team's going to be upset that they get left out, but uh, I think for college football Did it's going to be a huge thing. Did you guys just see that? No, what? what? you see who's what? on the Butler coaching staff? you see that big tall guy sitting there? Yeah. Greg Olden. Oh, Wow. Wow. Greg Oden's a butler coach A butler assistant, it looks like. How about that? He uh, had a tough time in the NBA. Yeah, got to stay away from those those pictures. Oh, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Totally forgot about that. Wow. Looks like UConn is going to survive Butler. Yes, they They lead by five in the final minute. 86-81. All right, there's our countdown for today. We'll take a break. Come back. One final segment of Gwen and Chris ahead. Five thirty-nine. We roll you into the weekend with our interview of the week. AJ Casville. We tracked him down, ladies and gentlemen. Got him on the show, and got to talk a little Padre baseball. Before you get a chance to hear it, though, here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. And we get ready to visit with our friend from MLB.com, A.J. Cassaville on 97.3 The Fan. A.J., how you been? Good to talk to you. I've been good. The new year so far treating me well. Uh, a little busy. A yeah. busy start with uh, some news on Wednesday, but I expect more to come. Are you rocking uh, long hair, man bun? Or we how, how, where are we? Have we evolved in, from that <laughs> standpoint? Where are we at? We're still still long hair, still man bun. I'm letting the beard grow a little bit too. This okay. is off, it's full off season mode. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be more I'll be more cleaned up, a little more clean shaven. The man bun will probably be less scraggly come come February 10th or whenever I have to report. But uh, fair, fair for enough. now, I can just kind of let it go. Well, AJ Casabell, as you uh, we see him on the MLB network all the time. It's a good thing you're not trying to get on the Yes network. They probably would frown on longer hair. The <laughs> Yankees and that organization. True that. Well, especially the beard that I've got going now. Yeah. And the beard. Oh, no, you'd have no chance. Hey, AJ, uh, Michael Brantley retired today. Uh, yesterday, Harrison Bader signed with the New York Mets. So, I I don't know. I guess the panic Padre fanned, and that's probably a little bit of all of us, 
is thinking that the options are starting to run out as far as outfielders are concerned. What do you say to that at this point? I don't think that the options in the free agent market are all that enticing in the first place. I think maybe there there might be better options available via the trade market, and the Padres have pieces in their system that suddenly replenish that might be there to be traded from. I know they don't want to do that, considering how well they've rebuilt it and how they want to rely on some of those guys going forward. But, I mean, you're right. The, the, op- the options are coming off the board, and they need to find them somewhere. I would just say that looking at um, maybe some of the lower-level guys no longer being a part of that mix doesn't necessarily mean that the Padres don't have avenues to acquire what they're looking for. AJ, Mike Schilt, uh, in his um, meeting with the, the the media the other day, talked a little bit about the new arms they got from the Yankees, in particular, Brito and Vasquez. Uh, and sounds like they're going to have an opportunity to start. The Padres, um, although at least to this point, haven't been able to find that bargain piece as they did with Waka and Lugo last year, um, seem like they're they're headed in a direction where not only from a pitching standpoint, but maybe even on the position player side, that some of these young guys are going to get an opportunity. I mean, where, where, where are you seeing on on that front? Yeah, I thought his comments yesterday were pretty interesting because it was the first time the the rotation race has kind of come into clarity. Yeah. I mean, Schultz said that both of those guys would get the chance to at least compete for a starting job, which I think we kind of all assumed all along, but. If you look at the way the rotation shakes out now, if they don't add someone, and I would still expect them to add someone, I don't know what kind of caliber of starting pitcher that would be necessarily, but I, I would expect there to, this not to be the group they go into the season with. That being said, there is opportunity there to be one. And I might even, like if I'm, if I'm listing out what the Padres starting rotation would be based on who they have, put those two guys in the back end. And so they're going to get that chance to start. Uh, they should probably come into camp preparing as if they're going to start, as if they need to build up their innings totals. And then I think if we go into the season and, and you see maybe one or both of those guys assume more of what a role that Nick Martinez assumed, uh, that that is always possible as well. And and the way Nick Martinez and pitchers of his ilk have built up for that in the past is just treat spring training like you're going to be a starter and you can always build backwards. And so, right. I mean, they're, they're two guys with stuff that that's enticing. I think it'll be interesting to see how – Ruben Niablo works with them. He's always kind of seemed to get the most out of the pitchers the Padres bring in, the Padres bring in. So uh, those are two guys to to keep an eye on, just just stuff wise and intrigue wise. And and the rotation race right now for those four and five spots are wide open. Maybe there'll be a sixth spot. Maybe they'll add someone else and it becomes the fifth and sixth spot they're they're fighting for. But I mean, they're they're clearly in the rotation competition as Mike Schultz laid out yesterday. AJ Casavell, our guy from MLB.com, joining us, talking some Padres here on this uh, Friar Friday, off-season Friar Friday, as it were. Uh, bullpen has certainly been addressed here in the last few weeks. I mean, uh, last couple of weeks, Matsui comes in, uh, Mr. Go, uh, Usuk Go. We, 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 I, I don't know. We, we just don't even want to try to keep pronouncing his first name because we don't want to get it wrong before we are introduced to him. But Mr. Go. Uh, joins what Robert Suarez? I mean, is that the back end battle right there? And I said yesterday, it seems like more major league teams are going to a a closer by committee. Uh, could we see that end up being the case with the Padres? I think Mike Schilt maybe hinted at that a little bit yesterday, and I think part of what he was saying was also that th- that those roles would be determined based yeah. on performance. But there's also the possibility if you've got a guy like Robert Suarez and a guy like Yuki Matsui who have very different skill sets from 
different arms, different different handedness that you can play the eighth and the ninth inning based on what matchups are there and based on who you need to use when. And both those guys have handled the closer role in the past. Both of those guys, I don't think, expect to be the the the, the definitive closer uh, necessarily unless they were to earn that role. So they they should be open to kind of maybe swinging back and forth. Those are that's one way of approaching it based on to, to try and get the most out of what you've got in your bullpen. I think in the middle innings you have go, you have Wilson, uh, Cosgrove. Bullpens are volatile by nature. They're probably going to need to look to add another setup guy or two, or maybe just kind of a, a, a non-roster invite or two that's intriguing with some upside. Uh, I would expect that, but I think, yeah, like you said, the bullpen, which was a serious question mark considering all the guys they lost a few weeks ago, uh, now looks a little bit more stable. Yeah, no doubt about it. AJ Casaville joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And AJ, uh, Padres, we talked about a little bit about it. They moved Soto. We talked about the pieces they got back. Um, this is still, a, I think, a pretty good offense. I mean, you got some some good bats in this lineup still. Uh, there's still certainly some moves that A.J. Preller could have up his sleeve. I mean, uh, you, you obviously lose a lot with Soto, but talk about the potential of this offense with this, still the nucleus that they have in place. Yeah, it, it's still really high. I, I think they got to get the if, – if, the, if these hitting coach hires and that remains to be seen, kind of how it works out if they hit uh, – there's all the talent there for this to be a really good offense. Now I think they need to add a couple bats to, to the lineup. And I think those are coming this off season. I don't know exactly what caliber, but if you're penciling in Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts into the top of your lineup, and you have complimentary pieces like Hassan Kim, Jake Cronenworth. Like that's a, those are the, those are the bases uh, basis of a, of a, of a good offense, a functioning offense. They've got some intriguing younger guys who might contribute at some point this season. There's Luis Camposano, who I think could be one of the better offensive catchers in the National League if he can put it together over the course of the season. Um, and so the, the the foundation is in place to have a really good offense in San Diego, even without Juan Soto. It just kind of needs to come to fruition. Guys need to stay healthy. Guys need to maybe perform up to what they what they envision, what they expect to perform, and what their contracts say they should. But those are pieces for a really, really good offense next season. Get a hit with runners in scoring position wouldn't hurt yeah. the cause Once or twice. for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned some of the young guys, and uh, we were looking at the list of top prospects, um, and especially in the outfield, which is where they seem to have some holes or do have some holes as of right now. And Samuel Zavala's high on this prospect list, but he's a, a high A player. Uh, Dylan Head, A level player Jacob Mar- Marcy who had the great uh, Arizona League but double A Homer Bush double A is it even realistic to think that some of these guys could make that big of a jump and contribute in 2024 or uh, would that be would that be too risky to you know be counting on guys like that to help you it would be too risky to rely on those guys to be a big part of the offense i don't think it's too risky to assume and and not all of those guys are necessarily in the mix for 2024, but I think a guy like Jacob Marcy, who had such a good Arizona fall league could be a, a platoon piece. If he's your fourth outfielder, your third or fourth outfielder, and makes some starts here and there. Uh, if he earns it with, with his spring and if he earns his, his right to stay on the roster, once he, once he, if he cracks the big league roster, that's a piece that you can say, all right, maybe we don't need to go out there and necessarily get that, that fourth outfielder that we're looking for. I think you still look at the Southfield. You see Fernando Tatis Jr. and Jose Zocar, the only two guys on the 40-man roster right now, if you add Marcy to that mix. 
that's still two openings that you want as you're probably two regular outfielders. And so there's, there's still plenty of work to be done. And I don't think you can rely on that group this season to be the guys to, to solve that. There's maybe some potential for those guys being the answer in the future down the road. And so you can look at maybe shorter term contracts or trades for guys with one year left on their, on their deals. But it, it, it probably wouldn't be prudent to look at those guys for as the solution for what, what ails the Padres in the outfield right now. AJ, when you when you look at this roster as it is, I mean, besides the obvious, right? You, you know, they they may still need to address the start and rotation. How they go about that, I think we'll find out. But when you look at the roster, where would you like to see this team add uh, pieces? We've heard a lot, uh, at least when you read the publication. Justin Turner's a name that keeps being linked to the Padres. Don't know if that's true or not. But what would you like to see? What kind of piece would you like to see the Padres add? I think the piece I would like to see is maybe one of the pieces that's more scarce on the on the market. And it, and you look at what they lost in Juan Soto and even Trent Grisham, like the left-handed presence in that lineup. They they could really use a left-handed bat to break up how much righty how much how much right-handedness they have, especially at the top of that lineup. Like if you're if you're drawing this thing out right now, you've got probably Bogarts, Kim, Machado, Tatis in some order as your top four. That's a lot of righties that that can kind of be countered by a by a uh, right-handed reliever or wherever, whoever's pitching, if, if they're right-handed, they can kind of counteract what the Padres can do. And so All if right. you can find just any lefty bat that's potent enough against right-handers to just slot into that mix and take advantage of some of those, some of those righties that, are, that that group's going to face, that's, I think, what, this, what the team's missing most of all. Ideally, that would be an outfielder who could, who could slot into one of those corners. Um, but that's what what right now you're you're looking at in uh in in terms of what what this roster needs. Beyond that, another outfielder, another rotation arm, maybe another middle innings bullpen arm. I think there's there's clearly a few holes on this roster, but the lineup right now, which like you said, I think it has the chance to be potent, could really use a lefty bat with some pop. AJ, what about the, the what the Dodgers have done? Uh, just uh, from the Padre organization perspective. A, is there a danger that the Padres overreact to that? Apparently not, because they haven't gone out and spent money like crazy. But does this have any effect on what the Padres do as an organization moving forward this year and in the next couple of years to come? I think it. I just think the way the playoffs are set up right now, the Padres don't have to be too overreactive to the Dodgers. And every time we've asked, I mean, Mike Schultz has been really steady on his message about this the whole time is that he wants to get back into contention for winning division titles. And however pie in the sky that may seem from an outside perspective, he, he reiterates that if the Padres focus on themselves, if they clean the little things up, if they do things like hit with runs at scoring position, get key outs when they need them, that they should be a lot better than what they showed in 2023. And I, I don't disagree with him on that front. I just understand that the Dodgers are also a seeming juggernaut. And so if the Padres are ever going to win a division and get a buy in the playoffs, they're going to have to somehow find a way to counter that juggernaut. If their financial might isn't, isn't at the Dodgers level and isn't what their level has been in the last year or two, I think there are other ways to do that. I think there's ways to build from within. They've revamped their farm system in a decent way. They'll just have to be a lot shrewder about how they've gone about things and in terms of the contracts they give out and whatnot. And, and to some extent, you can look at the future and, and, and see that they've got prospects like Ethan Salas, Jackson Merrill, who can, can help be a part of that. Um, and then if you if the Dodgers are the standard in the National League West, which they obviously are right now, I mean, there's still 
a path to winning the National League even if you don't win the National League West. And and the Padres, I think, should certainly feel like they're a part of that that playoff mix in 2024 no matter what. Agreed, AJ. We appreciate the time as always. Uh, congratulations on all the MLB Network stuff. I mean, I, I think that's a nice feather in your cap. You're doing a great job there. And he does a great job here on Gwen and Chris. AJ Casabell yes. right there, our interview of the week. All right, we got a couple of minutes left before we wrap things up on this Friday, wrap things up for this week. Uh, of course, this weekend, the NFL playoff picture will come into uh, perfectly clear focus. Uh, everything will be done by Sunday night when the uh, Dolphins and Bills finish up the regular season down in South Florida. By Monday, when we reconvene, we will know all of the first-round playoff matchups. We know the 49ers are the two-seed. Scraby, is there a- No, they're not. I mean, sorry, the one seed, yeah. right? Is there who did the? I was thinking of the uh, AFC. They're the number one seed, so it's so far away from knowing who you'd play that it yeah. really doesn't do you a whole lot of good to root for no anybody at this point. No, not yet. Uh, likely opponent for the Forty uh, ers would be the Eagles. As of it's now, not who I want to see in the first round, even though they have been pretty bad lately. Like it's not a team I want to see. And in the they first crushed round. the Eagles earlier round. this season too. Plus, you'd get revenge for last year's championship game. That is true. But they already so, got revenge for it this year. All right. Well, that's who already. I think. The Dolphins are going to either be the two seed and play somebody like Pittsburgh, or they're going to go to the six seed and have to travel to Kansas City, where I heard the weather next weekend is, bad. is nine degrees in snow. Oh, gosh. So the Dolphins. They need to win. Fingers crossed. Uh, top-ranked Purdue off to an 11-4 lead over Illinois in the early going. Fourth-ranked Iowa on the women's side won tonight at Rutgers. Caitlin Clark had another triple-double. She's the most talked-about player in all of college basketball, man or woman right now. Sure is. For Tony Gwynn Jr., for Matt Scraby, I'm Chris L.O. Have a great one. Good weekend. See you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 